Praise the Lord Jesus. So good to be back online and I believe that you are still excited about enjoying his mercy till we see him face to face. Let's worship this king. Oh, thank you, Father. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Rabaska prapakal patakara. Hallelujah. Rundu brustu. Brezi di brikete peleche presti. Hallelujah, Lord. Ruputi kripikito kusukulo dea. Worship your holy name. Worship your holy name. Worship your holy name. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Lord. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. We worship you. Rapasapramakalbarakasanta. Our soon coming king. The king of kings and the lord of lords. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Worship your holy name. Worship your holy name, worship your holy name, worship your holy name. Praza Bakata Kalabaraka Santa. Thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that's within me, bless his holy name. Hallelujah, who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our diseases. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we praise you. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Lord. Mashakas abrakapala rakatalaba. Rabazi karakasandarabakatalabakashata. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior. Glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living word, oh Jesus, name above all names beautiful savior glorious lord emmanuel god is with us blessed redeemer Living Word, you're the blessed Redeemer, and the living Word, steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. 
Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, they are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Hamashakasta brabalma. O refreveling grosso mondo robocorabala shamaracasta, eleco sonto coborco zibrediste. We worship you, la praza manderi keremiente. Early in the morning our praise shall rise to thee, la praza mapabere cosuste. Every ventura siente for life and breath and all things. Licosto presente barende, for it is in you that we live, it is in you that we move, it is in you that we have our being. Masharabira kusondoroyende, la praze malmende rientorocusto, with a voice of thanksgiving. Amatambre zotore talipre silevra volura kamandari este. Worship and adore you, hallelujah, Sharabala Kranda, Ele Montoro Bormanda Rabel Menevrinde. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Worship you, Rebala Brazamal Mantere Bosondo. Mino Cruz do Breves do Gebrente Paparas Hicata no Brode Viveri. Elandoro Sebres di Gemana Calmanto Rucusto. Ita Brala Malmandoro Cuseberi Keste Prefere Liboro. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Rekotokoriki, zekoriki, ulokusko predikisti. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah. La porakala brava balta raka zambrada mandara da shabara mande. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless the Lord, all that's within me, Jababal Maradai. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Let's open up our Bibles to Second Thessalonians. We'll notice there. Uh, the second chapter, and we'll read from verse 5. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. There was a certain kind of rumor going around in the church back then that Jesus had already come and the rapture had already happened and all that. <laughs> Imagine. So Paul was trying to confirm their hearts that certain things would have to happen and only then would Jesus come. 
Anyhow, verse 6, and now you know what withhold it, that he might be revealed in his time. Praise God. So the Antichrist cannot be revealed until we who are full of the authority of the very Christ himself, because we are the body of Christ and we are called Christ, in fact. It doesn't mean that we are God, but we are Christ. We are the anointed ones. And he says that until we are uh, taken out of the way, we are the ones who are withholding that he might be revealed. Verse 7, For the ministry, or rather mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. All of that um, old English means we have so much authority, we have so much place on the earth, this is our dispensation, this is the dispensation of the church, the dispensation of grace, and until we are removed, uh, things cannot proceed any further. The next dispensation cannot start. So thank God for God and his division of times and putting things in place in his great wisdom. Hallelujah. Let's hear maybe verse 5 to 7 also in Kannada. Nanu nimma sangada iddaga ee sangatigalannu nimmage heliddu gnapakavillavo. Idallade avanu tanna samayadalli pratyakshanagu vadakke enu addi maaduttado adu nimmage tilide ide. Dushtatvada marmavu igagale karya maaduttade avanu tegeyalpaduvavarege iga addi maaduvathanu maatra addi maaduvanu. Amen. Hallelujah. And then in Ephesians 1.10, it talks about that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on earth, even in him. So there's going to be a dispensation known as the fullness of times, where um, everything is under the authority as it ought to be, uh, even though it was in the spirit realm, now it's going to be seen in the natural realm where everything is under the lordship of Jesus, and that's the millennium. Thank God for that. So we're getting ready for that time, but there is a seven-year period before that when we will be in heaven with the Lord. Hallelujah for an uh, interesting time known as uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb and so on. Praise God. Many, many uh, different interpretations, but we'll be in heaven for seven years. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. I believe that. Thank you, Jesus. Let's hear also uh, Ephesians 1.10 in Canada. So you and I are getting prepared. There are groanings taking place, travailings taking place. Um, every now and then, you know, you feel it rise up that you want to go home. Hallelujah. And uh, you are crying out for the millennium and all of that because you know things are coming to that close. Back in Second Thessalonians 2, it says, verse 8, and then that, shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume, notice that, with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Hallelujah. 
This coming is after we all come back with him from heaven. He will have to settle a few things uh, with this Antichrist and uh, just consume him, praise God, the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Verse 9, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Hallelujah. So there will be people who will still be deceived uh, that we have been taken away by aliens and all kinds of explanations will be there. And if they were really seeking after the truth to know what is the truth, they would have been uh, in a different condition. But uh, it's not that important to them, and so they may be fooled and deluded. But thank God, you and I, in Jesus' name, we will come back with him and see all of these things come to pass. Hallelujah. Verse 12 continues that they all might be damned or condemned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Praise God. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Hallelujah. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast, hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. A lot of things are there. You can see that the Spirit of God and the wisdom given to Paul have been able to put everything in words there, and uh, it requires reading and study and prayerful contemplation. But he says in verse 17, Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. That is the grace of God. The Lord Jesus himself will comfort our hearts and establish us in every good word and work. Praise God. So till these things come to pass, we are called to stand fast, to hold on to the things that have been taught to us. Notice he uses the word tradition but it is very different from just some vain traditions uh, after the fear of man and commandments of men, but rather which were taught by the word of God and by Paul's epistle. Hallelujah. Praise God. So notice that this is what is coming up and we are supposed to be strengthened so that we don't get deceived by anything that's happening out there. Thank God for that. Maybe we can hear 16 and 17 also in Canada. Thank you. Nammanu Preetisi Namage Nityavada Adaranayannu Uttamavada Nirikshayannu Krupayinda Anugrahisida Namma Kattanada Yesu Kristanu Namma Tandeyada Devaru Nimma Hrudayagalannu Santaisi Sakala Sadvakya Dalliyu Satkarya Dalliyu Drudapadisali Praise God. So we're getting ready for the greatest occasion the universe will ever see before the dispensation of fullness of times or before the millennium 
the greatest show of God's love to snatch us out of this place. Hallelujah. And I believe you and I will be there for that. Hallelujah. So we're going to meet this great lover of our soul, the one who knew us before time began. And uh, he's getting ready to marry us. How do you like that? (laughs) The church is like the bride. And so, amen. Hallelujah. Get ready for that. That experience. How many of you are married already? How many of you remember that day when you got married? And uh, just to, you know, bring a thought. Suppose there's this girl you want to marry, you know, and, and as the wedding approaches, she's not really that interested in you as she used to be. She's kind of distracted and, you know, doesn't really give you that much time. Will you still marry her? I think you'll start to have some doubt, right? Everything was going nicely. Everything was all fired up and you were conversing and you were having great times and every opportunity you had, you used to try and meet or, you know, get to talk or write letters. Then slowly she began to get distracted and uh, not really that interested in you per se. Hallelujah, would you still marry her? That's the question. Jesus is not some second fiddle guy. Hallelujah. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So he he is not someone that we can uh, treat in any way lesser than a human if you're planning to get married. And that's what we are getting ready for. So we have to get more excited, more interested in him, because we're going to see him soon on that glorious day. Hallelujah. So there are distractions in the last days that are tugging against us, pulling against us, and we have to um, stand and uh, be strong and be established in our hearts in every good word and work. That shows our interest in him, because we know he created us for such things. Praise God. So we need to constantly be reminded of these things and uh, not be tossed to and fro. Hallelujah. Let's go to um, Titus also, Titus the second chapter. Notice uh, verse 1 says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, Charity, patience, age women likewise. You can see there's a whole uh, spread of certain ways people ought to conduct themselves. And that's a, a doctrine, it's teaching, it's a straight teaching from the Lord Jesus. Age women and how their behavior should become holiness or they should consider purity, not false accusers given to much wine teachers of good things. He may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. So we need to start uh, seeing whether we're doing these kind of things or not. Are we just uh, blazing away or are we helping to teach younger women? Are we encouraging them to love husbands, to be uh, homekeepers, obedient to their husband, etc. From 
a residue of truth in the word of God and love for truth, uh, it is ageless. It doesn't matter whether you're an older woman or a younger woman. Hallelujah. We should be thinking about such things. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. You see, these kind of things are written to the church. And so uh, we, we are not just off the hook here and saying, yeah, I'm going to get married to Jesus and, you know, hey, I can just do this and that. All of these are realities that we are preparing ourselves uh, because of our love and desire for him to do what he's saying, to be what he called us to be. Praise God. And particularly if you knew that you were getting to meet this lover of your soul like next week, I guess we would quickly get things fixed. You know, you would get yourself in the right order. Hallelujah. Sound speech that cannot be condemned that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed. So it's about your words and things that come out of your mouth. Don't compare yourself with others. Compare yourself with the word. Don't say, he talks like this. They do this. We're not here to be, you know, everybody else. We're here to be the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Verse 9, exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters. To please them well in all things, not answering again. So it's not that now I'm an heir of Christ, I'm a joint heir with him, so I don't have to respect and honor. No, nothing like that. In fact, now they're supposed to see the joyful honor that we show, the joyful respect that we show. We don't answer back, you know. Hallelujah. Not everybody should be a servant. You know, there are some people that are in the wrong profession. They go into nursing, they go into home nursing, and all of that is just for the money. They are not really servants. And they should not go and serve. They are not fit for serving. So they will answer you back in the midnight. You call them to do this and that. They will talk to you. They give you a lecture. They will dress you down. But a believer is never supposed to be like that. Hallelujah. Verse 10 continues, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity. The word purloin means to take things of little value. So you go to some place and, you know, quietly just flick their pen or something, you know, just for the sake of it. That's, it's an attitude. It's, it's something that, <laughs> that Jesus is watching. Oh, you just took that. That's not yours. Hallelujah. <laughs> all good fidelity they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things <laughs> it's funny for the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men see so this is sometimes taken as an excuse the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared so don't have to do anything. It's all grace. You don't have to, you know, keep that straight way of living. But 
Grace teaches something else, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. I believe God knows this present world. That is a present evil world also. And therefore, the grace of God is greater than anything in this present evil world that may try to distract us from our devotion to this great king. Hallelujah. And so it is possible to yield to that grace. Uh, How? By listening to the truth, by yielding to it, by praying about it and saying, Lord, my body is supposed to obey these things. I have all these desires that are in the fallen nature of the flesh. The flesh is what we must put under. And if the flesh is under, then everything else is under. Hallelujah. So there is teaching us. That means teaching. Verse 12 says teaching. So we have to be able to listen to teaching. Praise God. Teaching, teaching, teaching. You cannot disconnect yourself from teaching and just decide that, you know, two, two weeks is all you can handle. And then you want to get married to this person who, who you love desperately, who you know is the only one who has any sanity to bring to our life. Praise God. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. There is worldly lust. There is stuff in the world that (coughs) is an uncontrolled desire. That's going to be coming to each one of us. And you may be already enjoying it. You may be already uh, experiencing it. He said we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. That's what the grace of God will teach us. Have you been hearing some of those things? I think we have. And this is what we call the grace of God. Somebody may tune in and say, oh, it's so legalistic. Where is the grace in all of this? This is the grace of God. Hallelujah. To deny ungodliness and worldly lust because you are going to see this king, you're going to get married to this one, the lover of your soul, who did not come to steal, kill and destroy, who came to give you life more abundantly to the full till it overflows. Hallelujah. The one who knew you before time began, who knew you and me before we were formed in our mother's womb. And he's real. And he's truly real. And he's coming to take us away. And if you are uh, anyone on the planet today, even unbelievers or somebody with half a brain, you can tell something's not right anymore. You know, there are little announcements taking place already that you must shift your accounts to some other group like maybe Telegram or something else because the others are going to be shaken off and they're going to maybe not want to hear your comments anymore. Uh, They are going to yield to a world order of globalization and global uh, liberality and so-called peace. But, uh, you know, only the Prince of Peace can truly bring peace. Hallelujah. So you cannot fall for all of these lies. And any one of us can fall for it. That is why we have to stay in the teachings. Hallelujah. That you should deny ungodliness, worldly lusts, living soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. When? In this present world. Looking for that blessed hope. You're going to get married. You're going to see him. 
Hallelujah. Looking for him. Expecting him. Looking towards that day. Not minimally interested, you know, just uh, getting married next week, man. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I want (laughs) to. No, not like that. Hallelujah. But you're getting yourself prepared. You remember Esther had all of these purifications she did to meet the king. Oils and perfumes and immersions and all of that just to meet the king. That was an Old Testament picture of what we should be preparing for. Aromatics coming out of us. Treatments that we have submitted to in the washing of the word. The cleansing of the oil of heaven. The oil of correction. The oil of joy. So that we rejoice always and again. Hallelujah. No matter what's going on there, we're not losing our joy. We're preparing ourselves to meet this great king. We are taking it like that. That's the picture that we are supposed to have. That is our hope. Hope is a picture that you're going to get married. You're thinking about your tux. You're thinking about your wedding dress. You're thinking about your spotless gown. You're thinking about the aroma and the treatment, the spa treatment in God's glorious word and spirit that you're going to yield to and prepare yourself for. Hallelujah. You're not thinking about how to just be as dirty as possible and how to uh, you know, escape this treatment as much as possible and give yourself like you know, once in a while spa because what's this marriage about anyway? No, that's not our thinking. That's the world's thinking. They even doubt if there's God. They believe they are God. Anytime God is not God, man is God. So that's what's going on here. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the one we are looking forward to. That is the picture, that is the hope that we are having and our faith and our patient endurance will help us to receive that hope, will bring us into that hope. Hallelujah. That's why we're teaching these things, so that by hearing and hearing and hearing, our faith and endurance are being strengthened so that we achieve that hope, that picture, that imagination. Praise God. That glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> mm, it's coming. It's coming. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear uh, verse 9 and then jump off to 11 and 12 in Canada. Sevakaru Tamaswanta Yajamanarige Vide Ragidu Yellavu Gadali Avaranu Mechisuvadake Prayasa Padukta Eduru Matan Nadade Yakandare Ella Manusharige Rakshane and Nuntu Maduva Devara Krupeu Pratekshavaitu. Navu Bhaktihina Teanu Loka the Ashegadanu Toredu Igina Loka the Liswasta Chitaragiu Nitivantaragiu Bhaktilavaragiu Baduka Bekendu Adu Akrupeu Namage Bodhisu Atade. Praise God. This is not a time to say, Pastor, you pastor, I'll do what I want. You do your pastoring, I'll do everything else, and then we'll catch up. No. This is the time when you have to yield. This is the time when we have to submit to the teaching. And for that, we must have ears that are listening. Not when we check on the you know, platform, we notice three people are listening, five people are in the bathroom, 20 are in the junkyard. No, it shouldn't be like that. 
we don't have to come after you, follow you around, put a, you know, a tracer on you and look for you. We don't have to do that. Praise God. Remember the answer that God uh, heard from the brothers Cain and Abel? One had murdered the other. And so citizen Cain was asked by the Lord, where is your brother? And he said, am I my brother's keeper? There's plenty in that, but one way of looking at it is there is privacy allowed. Praise God. I don't have to come and pester you and run after you. And brothers don't have to come and, you know, bulldoze your door down and say, hey, it's time to study the Bible. You know, not necessarily. There must be a consciousness that you and I have that we are carrying God with us and we are getting married soon (laughs) to that God. It's only fair, isn't it? It's only fair that we have that feeling. If you believe anything, if you have believed the Lord Jesus, then you have to believe this also. This is part of the doctrine. This is part of the teaching, that you have to be prepared to meet him one of these days in the air, and we need to be comforting ourselves with that thought. Hallelujah. Praise God. And there's so for uh, a, a, a believer, there is so much to do to prepare in expectation, in anticipation, because he cannot play second fiddle with us. He has to be the real person. He has to be the only person. He has to be the one we seek first. Hallelujah. That may not be real, but we need to press towards that. In our lives, we may not have him as first. We may have him as tenth. Praise God. But that, that does not change the fact that that is his expectation. And that there has to be a preparation to meet the one who said, seek first the things of God, the kingdom of God, the way of God doing things and being right with God. Hallelujah. Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's not, I will ride that hobby horse as much as I can till that last day when I see Jesus face to face. No, that's not the idea. The idea is I want to see Jesus face to face and I'd really love to go off with him even right now and I'm preparing myself for that right now. Praise God. And he has at the same time given me a chance to express myself on the earth and you know, enjoy life to the full till it overflows. But my paramount desire is not for those things but it's for him. Hallelujah. So there has to be this teaching and this understanding that has filtered into us. It has made that so real to us that we understand, man, I cannot live with any other life support system. I need God's teachings. I need the Spirit. I need the things of God now. Hallelujah. So let's not kid ourselves. We have to face these things because we love the Lord. Amen. Inside you, there's a person who loves the Lord, who is one with the Lord. But on the outside, there is a flesh nature. And you and I know that. Don't deny it. It's the truth. There is a flesh nature that is pulling against all of this reality, that wants to be with the world, wants to be like that prodigal, just waste it all on other things. Hallelujah. But there is a man on the inside who loves to hear the truth of God, who feeds on it, who enjoys it, who for him this is all and all. 
Praise God. Notice verse 14. Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Who gave himself for you? There's only one person who truly gave himself for you, who truly cares about you. Nobody else. At the right condition, at the right treatment, they will, they will bail out on you. Okay? Only those who love the Lord in truth will hang around with you. Those who understand this love will hang around with you. The rest, I'm telling you, gospel truth, they don't really care. They care about themselves. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10. We'll come back here and do some reading. It's Bible study. I like people to tell me the truth. It may be a bitter pill in the beginning, but bitter to whom? Bitter to the man on the outside. Praise God. Bitter to the man on the outside. I remember one time, I was a ganja smoker and, you know, I was normal, nothing wrong with that, in my opinion, till one day my sister, uh, I have two sisters, one is very much junior, one is uh, about two years younger to me, and she was the person who first became a believer in our family, and uh, she, she said, did you know that, <laughs> did you know that Bob Marley is just a hallucinating fool? That's what she said. And I thought about it. Wow, hallucinating fool. Bob Marley, hallucinating fool. I had to think about it. And then I came to the reality that hey, it's possible that he was just hallucinating and just talking foolishness. Mixing some things from here and there and becoming philosophical. So I decided to read the Bible that he claimed to be talking, you know, his great philosophy from, you know. Songs of redemption, redemption songs, you know, Jah, I and I, and all of that, you know. I decided to look at his, his uh, book in quotes, and I got saved. <laughs> so sometimes you have to uh, face some truth, you know, honest truth from people who care for you and people who love you. And they are usually good believers who love you. Amen. The rest are just fake man hallelujah Matthew chapter 10 praise God you know there's plenty in this you know book especially you know Matthew 10 has some stuff that people may not want to read I heard they are removing things from the Bible um, you know that is not agreeing with the present age and so the Bible is getting defaced little by little just like we said the other day, they're cutting out things from the scroll in Jeremiah. People are beginning to remove things from the Bible that are challenging the present age. So you're going to have a Bible without certain verses in the time to come. You better know your word properly. Because you may go buy a Bible and find out, oh, it's not there. Maybe I was hallucinating. <laughs> Praise God. But notice Matthew 10, 28 says... Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear 
him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. It's real. Jesus said it. So it's not a make-believe place. There's a place called hell. After the body has been killed comes part two, where the soul may be left in hell. Thank God you and I don't have to go there and we're not going there. Nobody in this world needs to go there. Jesus already went there for us, who gave himself for us. Hallelujah. And then he continues, you know, strong stuff like that. He says in 32, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. What is that? That's if you can be a voice for me, I will be a voice for you before my Father. You know, it's like that. It's like tit for tat right there. Praise God. So it's not just about being a believer and, you know, but coming out boldly and being able to say something. Hallelujah. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Our, our, our faith is called the great profession or the great confession. Hallelujah. And, and we must not shrink away from that. Praise God. We're going to be treated like fools, you know, looked upon like idiots. But you have to stand up for Jesus. Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. He's the Prince of Peace. But in this present fallen world, it may look like what he is doing is bringing a sword. He's going to separate some people. Hallelujah. Some people are just not going to get it. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own house. These kind of things are going to happen. Some people are not going to like you because of your attitude of being so blunt and open about Jesus. They may be in your own home. They may not like it. Why? Because Jesus, that is your Jesus. Jesus Jesus doesn't do this. Really? Jesus does. If you don't accept the way Jesus is, you're going to be on the other side of the feelings and emotions. So it's better to just go with Jesus. He that loveth father or mother, 37 says, more than me is not worthy of me. What is he saying here? He's not mincing words. Can you see how Jesus talks? He's saying you have to grade my love. You have to put it on a scale and say, who do you love more? He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Hard stuff. Each of us has to go through this. I had to go through it. I have to go through it. I have to. It doesn't matter. Praise God. He that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. How do you look at those verses? Go, go check and see. What do you think about it? He that findeth his life shall lose it. He that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. Hallelujah. The way you receive Jesus and the way you receive the people Jesus has sent are connected. I'm not ashamed to say that. 
I'm here because Jesus sent me. Hallelujah. Nobody but Jesus. Verse 41. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. What is he saying? You have to begin to see who is among you, who are you a part of. Who are these people around you called believers? Who are these people around you that are called, you know, pastors or teachers or prophets or whatever? You have to begin to check. And the treatment you meet out to them is the treatment that you are meeting out to the one who sent them. And he's taking note. And you're going to see him soon. Are you out there today? So, when I say things, you may wonder, what is my motive? This is my motive. We're going to see him soon. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you take everything away, I still have him. Hallelujah. Do you still have him? Or will you backslide? Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Jesus. Rough stuff, no doubt about it. You say you only talk rough stuff. Well, I'm supposed to be the pastor. I have an idea how the congregation is right now. Hmm? I'm supposed to have an idea what is going on. And I believe this is what we need to hear. That we have to deny ungodly lust. We have to deny the worldliness that's out there. It's creeping in to make compromise and drop away from that standard of unfettered, unhindered desire for the great King, the Lord Jesus. A bold confession, an open life, a given up life, offered up. Hallelujah. Where no other love comes close to his love. Nothing can separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. He will always love you more than any height, any depth, any power, any principality, any famine, any pestilence, any nakedness. He will love you more than all of that. But he demands your desire and your affection and your love also. He's saying it in these kind of words. Hallelujah. So, it's a very interesting thing. Let's read verse 28 of, uh, you know, Matthew 10. Let's hear 32 also and 33 and then we will jump back. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Back in Titus chapter 2, we can also hear uh, from 11 onwards to 13 in Canada. Yakandare Ella 
ನಾವು ಭಕ್ತಿಹೀನತೆಯನ್ನು ಲೋಕದ ಆಶೆಗಳನ್ನು ತೊರೆದು ಈಗಿನ ಲೋಕದಲ್ಲಿ ಸ್ವಸ್ಥಚಿತ್ತರಾಗಿಯೂ ನೀತಿವಂತರಾಗಿಯೂ ಭಕ್ತಿಯುಳ್ಳವರಾಗಿಯೂ ಬದುಕಬೇಕೆಂದು ಅದು ಅಕೃಪೆಯು ನಮಗೆ ಬೋಧಿಸುತ್ತದೆ ನಾವು ಭಾಗ್ಯಕರವಾದ ನಿರೀಕ್ಷೆಯನ್ನು ಮಹತ್ತಾದ ದೇವರ ಮತ್ತು ನಮ್ಮ ರಕ್ಷಕನಾದ ಯೇಸು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ಪ್ರಭಾವದ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷತೆಯನ್ನು ಎದುರು ನೋಡುವವರಾಗಿದ್ದೇವೆ So what am I supposed to be looking for? Looking for that blessed hope. Hallelujah. The glorious appearing of the great God and my Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what I'm supposed to be looking for. Who gave himself for us. That he might redeem us. You've been bought. You've been paid for. The one who paid for you owns you. That's the truth. You do not own that vehicle until you pay for it. After you pay for it, it's yours. It's absolutely yours. That property is yours. Once it is paid for, it is yours. Hallelujah. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. See, we need to realize that we have been redeemed out of certain things and put into certain things hallelujah we have been put into a place where you are a kind of peculiar or special type of people you are as he is hallelujah the real you is just like him and you are zealous of good work you are fired up about doing the right stuff good things that's the real you So the voices that say don't do that don't do that who do you think that is that's either the devil or mainly your flesh you are hot and fired up and zealous for good works what are good works things concerning Jesus things concerning his word things concerning the church things concerning the believer For instance, going out there winning souls, going out there making disciples. Those are positive instructions that the Lord gave us. Go, make these things. I'm coming. Go, do these things. I'm coming. And he said, I'm coming quickly. And today we are so close to that quickly. We are so close to that and I'm coming. This is not the time to be distracted, my brother, my sister. You, you, you. This is not the time for you to be distracted. This is the time to wear halters around your eyes like those little horses in Shivajinagar and look forward. This is not the time to be distracted. And I am not scared to say it. I am not offended to say it. It hurts sometimes. I go back, the natural man starts to pain me for hours. But I have to do what I have to do. God has to give me courage again and again to say the right thing and do the right thing hallelujah praise god and so that's what i'm here for that is what he took me out of africa for and brought me here not to just play games hallelujah i like to play games mainly flight simulator hallelujah but honestly even that has taken a back seat i have some dilapidated old equipment but i enjoy it once in a while but people are giving everything for these momentary pleasures 
that nobody, nobody, I'm telling you, can guarantee you they will be with you. Nobody except Jesus. Hallelujah. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise you. This is why I say these things. I must say them. With all authority. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I must do these things with all authority. I must rebuke. I must draw near. I must consciously pull them closer with all authority. And I should not let anybody despise me. You know, you may not think so greatly about me, but the one who sent me has told me this. And he knew you before you wore your chadis. He knew you when you were just a blob in your mother's womb. He's the one I work for. He's the one who sent me here. So be careful. Hallelujah. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Hallelujah. Verse 1 of the next chapter continues. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers and to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. So there are some things that you have to be reminded of. It's all goody, 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 goody stuff. Yes. Speak evil of no man. <laughs> it's like a fairy tale. Why? The man on the inside can do it. The man on the inside is separated. The man on the inside is zealous for all these goody, goody, goody things. Hallelujah. Not just you open your mouth and blah, that comes out. Hallelujah. Praise God. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived. That's what we used to be. Serving diverse lusts, pleasures, living in malice, envy, hateful, hating one another. See, this is what we used to be. That is your flesh. It's still there. It's still there, whether you like it or not. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared. See, chapter has changed. After the Lord Jesus came into your life and his great love and kindness appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, you may not like these things. And, uh, you know, people who have uh, followed me up till now, um, you know, they don't have a lighter deal. They, they have a stronger deal. It is lighter in other places, not, not here. You're going to get it just like that. I'm going to get it just like that. And I go through the works. Yes. And I, you know, have to talk to Jesus and spend time with him about so many things. It's not easy. But this is the line. And we must be put in remembrance and stirred up in our remembrance of these things. 
this present evil age. During this time, we have to be reminded we have been bought out of it onto good works. We are zealous and desirous of good things. We want to do the right thing. That is the real you. There's a person on the inside of you who really wants to do the right thing. Hallelujah. Being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying. These things I will that you affirm once in a year. See what he's saying there? When you feel like. No, he says, this is a faithful saying. These things I will that you affirm constantly. You make this statement in the affirmative again and again. You make this a reality. You say it again and again. That they which have believed in God, this is talking to believers, might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. See, you have no idea about real profit. You think you know about profit? Do you really know profit and loss? You think you're so sharp, you think you're so witty, you think you're so clever. This is true profit. From the one who loves you more than your mother, more than your father. You can prove that these loves are all flaky. You can prove it. If you don't play the game according to that, they just do not love you anymore. It's like that. Because it is not love, it is like So sometimes you don't have any friends to like you, but you have some that love you. And they're always kind of minuscule, but they do. But not too many people are going to like you. But guess what? You have a friend. And you will enjoy him more when these things are well defined. (laughs) This is profit. Notice, these things are good and profitable unto men. There's nothing actually in the department of loss when it comes to Jesus. He said, if you lose your life, you will gain it. Because very few people have trodden that path, they cannot tell you whether it's true or not. But those who have walked on that path can tell you that they didn't lose anything. They only gained Hallelujah. Are you out there today? Just because nobody has walked down that way doesn't mean that it is not true. You walk there and see for yourself. (laughs) Lord, you said that if I lose my life, I will gain it. I'm going to go down that path. Hallelujah. How fearless will you be when you have already signed the line, dotted line that you already to just give it all up. Nothing can stop you. You know people are doing that for nothing. They are blowing themselves up to pieces for nothing. Thinking that they are doing God a favor for nothing. And you and I who know this great king who loves us before time began. My brother, my sister, come on. Come on, we can do better than that. We can do better. So what? You lost this, you lost that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cry some more. Wake up. Wake up. Yes, you lose in court, but you're not going to lose it. If you understand who you're dealing with, you will gain it. 
These things are profitable. I lost this. You don't know what I lost. Come on, come on. Enough. Enough dwelling in pity stories. Enough. Wake up. God is worthy of it all. You have to shape up. Don't quit. Don't go sniffling your nose in the corner acting like a little child. What did you lose? What did you lose that you think you lost? It's only gotten better, but you want an excuse. Aha. That's right. Verse 9. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Some things you just have to avoid. A man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition, reject. Some people are not going to receive the truth. You just have to leave them alone. You have to be able to tell whether this person really wants the truth or he just wants to argue or just go his way. Some people, you cannot help them. Sorry. They have decided they don't want to go the way because it seems like a narrow way because it is Jesus. And it is in him we live and move and have our being, not elsewhere. If you want him as a fire escape and an insurance against hell, that's fine. But you're going to find out that what he said was absolutely true. If one verse is true, then the rest is true. All the Bible is profitable for doctrine, for teaching, for instruction. In righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. Hallelujah. Without apologies, I'm telling you these things. Hallelujah. When I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Tychicus, be diligent to come unto me to Nicopolis, for I have determined there to winter. Bring Zenos, uh, the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey diligently, that nothing be wanting unto them. You know, take care of these guys. Make sure they lack nothing. Huh? It's not just a special theology or a teaching that, you know, you must take care of preachers and take care of people who do the work of God. It is Bible. They must lack nothing. Kato, did you hear that? If you think like that, you're blessed. Wake up. Make sure they're wanting nothing. The way you treat them is the way you're treating God. Don't pretend. Don't pretend. You want to hear truth, come here. You don't want to hear truth, oh, telling you. Hallelujah. That's the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, speak the truth in love. I love you, that's what I'm telling you. You're just a sniffly-nosed kid, as far as I know. I'm telling you to wake up. We've walked this path before, way before you. So wake up. This is the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's Jesus. That's the one you're waiting for, not for something else. You're waiting for him. Say amen, somebody. Oh yeah, these things have to be said because it's not easy to say them. 
It has to be said. And nobody should despise you for saying it. Oh, he says this and that. Yeah, make sure it's in the Bible. Make sure it's in the New Covenant. Make sure it's written to the church. Make sure it's written to the New Testament church. Which part of you doesn't like it right now? Which part of you is squirming and twisting in the chair? It's your flesh. Man on the inside is saying, yeah, this is true. True. Think about it, bro. This is true. And if the Holy Spirit is with you and you're listening to him, that's what he'll be telling you. Listen, I wrote that. That's my word. Listen to it. It's for your profit. It's for your good. That's what the Holy Ghost will say. You can't say the Holy Ghost told you something else. Hush. Don't start messing with stuff now. Say amen, somebody. Mm. Praise God. So let's hear um, verse 8 also of chapter 3 in Canada. Hallelujah. Notice verse 13. Bring Zenas, the lawyer, and Apollos. Who's Apollos? A guy that Paul uh, was walking around with who was mighty in scriptures, but he only knew about John's baptism. But eventually, you know, they were taught and adjusted and trained. And he became a very powerful individual in the beginning of the church. He was with Paul. God used him. God sent him. He said, bring them on their journey diligently that nothing be wanting unto them. Say amen. Hallelujah. Even though your flesh may be crying out, shoot that turkey. Nail him down right now. Tell him, shoot. Nail him. <laughs> Notice verse 40. And let ours also learn to maintain good works. Maintain. Maintenance. You started out nicely, did this and that. Maintenance are. Maintenance is the hard part. Just coming out with a little flash now and then, it's nothing. Maintain. You know, you come to church one month, after that we don't see you for months. If I'm your pastor, that's not cool, bro. It's not profitable for you, sister, brother, cousin, whoever you are. That's why some relatives cannot stand me because I'm going to say it like it is. And God will strengthen me to save even more. Hallelujah. Let ours also, those who are us, ours, our people, learn to maintain good works for necessary uses that they be not unfruitful. See, those good works are the fruitfulness. That's the fruitfulness. Okay, so your fingers were burnt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us go through these things. That's the story of my life. But what is it for? Who is it for? Was it for the truth? Was it for Jesus? Was it because you obeyed the scripture? If you suffer as a Christian, not as a busybody in other people's businesses, putting your nose into other people's life, there is a privacy. Am I my brother's keeper? 
When nobody's watching, that's who you are. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not trusting in the arm of flesh here. Hallelujah. We're not trying to cajole and coax people in the flesh. We're not doing it out of the fear of man. The one who called us is faithful. He will do it. Hallelujah. So we are free to speak the truth. Because we're not on a chain being yanked around. We're not Yankees. Ha, ha, ha. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Let's see if we can hear 13 and 14 also in Canada and move on. Glory to God. So, you know, um, if you're listening, this is loud and clear. We're not here to play games, man. We're serious. This is our life. may not be your life, but you're making a mistake. You're getting married soon. Better be ready. Better be prepared. Better be smelling of heavenly oils. Like the oil of correction. Adjustment. Suiting up in the necessary garments. Because you love him. The lover of your soul. The true one who loves you. You're going to see him face to face. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Please turn with me to 1 John. Notice the third chapter. 1 John chapter 3. This is the one who lay on the breast or the chest of Jesus. What does that tell you? That tells you that he's open to anybody. One person decided that he was going to be real close to him. To Jesus. And... Um, you can be still close to him because he said you can fellowship with him. The same fellowship they had, you can also enjoy. And your joy will be full. Yeah. And so this is the person who's talking to us today. And they have endeavored to still talk to us after Jesus went back to heaven and make Jesus real to us. That means you will not experience the loss of Jesus. You will experience the presence of Jesus. He will be real to you while he's away. That's what that scripture means. So he becomes more real to you as you fellowship with the word. As you fellowship and study and ponder and pray over these things, you will experience the reality of him being there closer to you than any other person. That's what he's talking about. Look at verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. <laughs> I, I do send things off on a WhatsApp group now and then. I've sent this verse a couple of times. Not much reaction. Amen. Because like, pff, big deal. But in God's eyes is behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. It's like, what kind of love is this, that we are called sons of God? Hallelujah. 
Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. You must be ready to be uh, unknown to the world. Hallelujah. You can't just be totally disguised and so well known to the world. You need to be able to be unknown to them also. Who's this guy? Then you open your mouth and, oh, he's a Jesus guy. Hmm. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, (laughs) for we shall see him as he is. You're going to have a true experience one of these days, a glorious encounter. Hallelujah. And this is our duty. Every man that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he's pure. See, what is he saying? He's saying, I made you a son, so it was not by your works. It was nothing you did. That's why we're going to see him. Because you are my son. That is why it's, what kind of love is this that you took somebody from hell and made him a son? Somebody who was really not qualified. You made him your son. Wow, the son of God. And now, he should be excited to meet you face to face. The one who chose you. See, you were chosen because you're a believer. You were not chosen as an unbeliever. God knew that you would be a believer. (laughs) Being chosen is not for unbelievers, it's for believers. People who God knows that are going to choose him, he chooses them. And he plans for them. Those that have not chosen him, he has not chosen anything about them. They have made their choice. And he waits to see if they will change, but he already knows. Very interesting thoughts. But those of us who have been chosen, are you chosen? Are you a child of God? Are you a son of God? Are you mature? He said, this is what you should do. Everyone that has this picture, this imagination, this hope, is this your picture? Is this your... Imagination, he purifies himself even as he is pure. So you begin to give yourself treatments, getting ready for the wedding day, separating yourself to him more and more. That is what we're doing. That's what we're doing in this season. Hallelujah. Separating ourselves from other stuff onto him. Not violently going and, you know, excusing ourselves from him so that we can just slumber around here and there. Praise God. Amen. I know you have never been trussed up and locked down like this and our flesh reels against it, but you know there's a secret place that you can hide in of the Almighty and enjoy him more than ever before. You can finally focus on some things that ought to be focused on. But notice that with that, the temptation to also come into your secret place has increased from the world. They all went online and made everything available online to catch you in your secret place. It's there on your phone. You can do this. You can do that. You don't have to step out. So notice there's there's a fight for your thinking, for your mind, for your emotions, for your will, for your choice, for your intellect. There's a constant barrage taking place. 
my brother, my sister. That's the truth. That's the truth. All of us are going through these things. But we have a foremost responsibility to the one that we're going to see. They are not going to see anybody. They're probably going to see the Antichrist. They're happy. They're happy with those people who stand around the UN and make funny speeches. He's gone. Maybe we can hear 3, verse 1 to 3 of 1 John. Ego, Navu Devara Putra Rendu Karel Paduadarali Tandeu Enta Priti and Namma Mele Tidan Allah, E Karanadinda Lokavu Namanu Tiridu Kulu Vadilla, Yakandare Adu Athananu Tiridu Kulalilla. Priere, Navu Ega Devara Putra Ragi Deve, Munde Navu Enaguevo Adu Inu Pratyaksha Vagalilla, Athanu Pratyaksha Nadaga Navu Athana Hagiru Vendu Balevu, Yakandare Navu Athananu Athaniruva Prakarave Noduvu. So you and I are here to do what we were created for. What was that? Preach the gospel. Be zealous for good works. That's what you were created for. That's what you were separated for by God. Just a big reminder before he comes. Before you see your Savior, the Lord Jesus. And it's profitable. It's profitable. Hallelujah. Notice from Romans 16, the 18th verse, For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16. Notice that the end of Romans there. It's possible to not serve the Lord, but to serve your own belly or appetite and use good words and fair speeches and deceive the hearts of the simple. What's the opposite of that? Serve the Lord, not your belly, and use strong words, not so fair speeches, and encourage the hearts of the simple. Hallelujah. Are you out there? See, so we, we have this line that we have to decide. Should I serve my own desire right now and just, let's just be nice to everybody because it's going to be tough for me. I'm going to go back and just suffer. Or I can just go back and say, yeah, <laughs> we had a, just a pleasant time, just filled everybody with candy and left. But you fooled some people. You did not give them the truth for this time. After this time, we will not be requiring these kind of verses. Because you have a glorified body. You don't need this kind of stuff. This is the time when you need it. Once, once you have a glorified body, ha 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 But now, this flesh that is not yet glorified, praise God, but in God's eyes he has gone ahead and seen you as glorified, meaning that you're going to make it. He has already gone ahead and glorified you in Christ and has seen you at the end of the line, standing before the throne. That means we're going. We're going to make it. Hallelujah. But 
to live that life in experience now and accrue profit for yourself. Bring some accounts with you which will affect your presentation before the great king that you're getting married to, by the way. That's a different thing altogether. This is the moment we have. And anyone who has this hope in himself purifies himself even as he is pure. See, the one you're going to marry is just so pure. His makeup is pure. Everything about him is pure. All his intentions are pure. And you've been desiring to meet him, the pure one. And so uh, sometimes your love and affection are so impure that you cannot lay your, che- your head on somebody's chest because it will be seen as impure. Are you getting this? They will immediately think, ah, oh, you came and lay here. Mm, you want something else. But the pure one, <laughs> John could see him. Mm. I can lay my chest, my head on his chest. I can get real close to him. And it's pure. It's not some warped, weird kind of thing. It's pure. That's the one we want to meet. So we are aligning our soul to get pure. And we may be misunderstood in our purity. People may, you know, you shake their hand, they may have some, you'd hug them, they may have some other thought. (laughs) Man, it's tough. Because we're not used to that level of purity. Are you out there? But get ready. Purify yourself in the word, in the spirit. Because you're going to meet him who's pure. Ha, ha, ha. And he will look at you and say, you understood who I was, right? You actually enjoyed me while you were down there, right? You came as close as you could, right? You fellowshiped so close with me, right? And it was pure, right? That's the day when we will know who was really enjoying or not. Hallelujah. And it's going to be profit forever and ever. Praise the Lord. Okay. Maybe we can hear Romans 16:18 also in Canada. Then Antavaru namma kattanada Yesu Kristana seveyannu maadade tamma hotteya seveyanne maaduvavaragi nayada nudi galindalu hogalikeya maatugalindalu nishkapatigala hrudayagalannu mosagolisuttare. Pastor is talking to me. Yes, he's talking to every single person that's called me. Talking to me, talking to me, talking to me. Because it's God who's talking. It's his word. I'm not saying anything else. But why did you choose that verse? Because I know that I had to. Because I prayed and I perceived and I watched. Hallelujah. And it has to be real. Praise God. Look at 1 Peter 3. We small digression there before we move on. 1 Peter 5 rather, sorry. Look, look at verse 2. Feed the flock of God which is among you taking the oversight thereof. Not by constraint, but willingly. Not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Feed the flock of God. That's my primary purpose. If you come for the feeding, it's good. If you don't come for the feeding, I'm praying for you. 
Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight. I have to take that oversight. I don't feel like taking it sometimes, but I have to take it. Take the oversight. Take the oversight. Watch over these characters. Even though they don't want to be watched over. Even though they they just want to be A-W-O-L. You know what that is? That's military terminology for bunking class. AWOL. Hallelujah. I used to hang around with military guys a lot when I was an unbeliever. Where is he? Where is he going to, sir? He's a wall. Hallelujah. Bunking. He's bunking while on duty. Just meandering around. You know, the Bible compares us to military folks in uniform. We're here to please our commanding officer, it says. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. All right, let's get back to target again. Let's maybe hear First Peter 5, 2. Uh, and three, and then move on. Nimaliruva Devara Mande and Nukairi, Balatkara Dindala, Adarishta Purva Kavagyu, Nichavada Dravyashe in the La, Siddhamana Sinindalu, Mele, Charane Madiri. Devara Swastya the Mele, Doritana Maduvarante, Nade, Mandege, Madari Agi, Nadedukuliri. Glory to God. Now we, we came upon uh, Romans 8:28 over this month. And now we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. This works for two types of requirements. It, it has to be people that are, you know, believers. They have accepted the fact that they're called out of darkness into the marvelous light. Praise God that they have a purpose in God. Amen. That they don't just have their own purpose. That's why they don't just pray with their head. They pray with the spirit. They're trusting God's spirit to help them pray God's plan. So they are not pushing their plan. They're not pushing their agenda. We know that all things work together. Not everything is going to be good. Some will be good, some will be bad. But as we yield to God in praying like this, he can work it all so that it works out for good. So we may not have good experiences all the time. We may have some pretty rough experiences. But because we don't have our agenda and we're trusting God who said he will work it out for good, it's going to work out. Amen. To them that love God, that's the second requirement. God loves you. Fine, God is love. He has no other choice, in quote, but to love you. You're called a son of God by him. But what about you? Do you love him? Now that's the variance. That is where we vary. We love differently. That has to be proven. John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Are you getting this? So which part of you is it that loves God? Your spirit loves the Lord. He's born of God. He's got the same nature. But the rest of you is the you that he's talking. Do you love God with your soul? Do you love God with your thoughts, with your emotions, with your will, with your intellect? Then you will obey me. 
That means your spirit man is in obedience, is born again, but the rest of you has to obey because of great love. It has to be because of great love. Hallelujah. Not because of any other reason. Because of great love, I'm doing this. Because I love him. Because I love his people. Because I love his word. Because I love his spirit. That's why I'm doing this. It has to come down to that. Otherwise, you can give all that you have to the poor. You can do all those good things and you get nothing. Nothing. And the next verse says, you are nothing. That means no honor, no profit. Are you out there today? Hmm. Okay, let's get that also, and then we will do a bit of uh, Canada as we close. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians 13. Verse 1, we know, speak with tongues of men, angels, have not love, and become sounding brass, tinkling cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries <laughs> and all knowledge, though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, have not love, I am nothing. I am nothing. Okay? And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, Though I give my body to be burned and have not love or charity, profits me nothing. So there's this combo of zero profit and zero honor. Hallelujah. See? So what is it? If you lay down your life because of the necessary reasons, it becomes honorable and it becomes profitable. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I think... uh, We can read one more verse. Oh, is it your plan to just cram us with verses? Yes, it is. Let's take the surprise out of it. Yet, yes, it is my plan to cram you up with verses. Because out of the abundance of the cramming, your mouth will speak and your body will obey. So back in Romans 8, notice 28. Called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate every believer has been predestinated unbelievers are not predestinated only believers are predestined what did he predestinate for us to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren are you out there So all of us are supposed to be like Jesus. Not some of us. Only pastors to be like Jesus. The rest of us can be like Goliath. No. (laughs) All of us have to be conformed to the image of Christ. Amen? All of us have to be soul winners. Disciple makers. All of us have to lay hands on the sick. Cast out devils. All of us have been purified from the world, and are zealous for good works, like teaching, preaching, healing. That is who we are. We are the sons of God. We have his life. We have his name. We have his authority in this present evil world to do and live like him. Not just pastors. This is not a pastor-only verse. Pastor-only verse is take the oversight. 
Even if you don't feel like. Take charge. Observe. Do what you have to do. Not for any other agenda. Because if you're looking for agenda, you'll be mild and light and frothy and make everybody happy. But that's not what I'm here to do. The one who called me is faithful. He will do it. Hallelujah. All right, let's bless God here, my dear brethren. I don't know if we can read verse 29 while we're at it. Amen. Hallelujah. On that lovely note, let's worship him. Rakazande, Meroturo, Paratile, Nepetala, Nekoduro, Mezediko, Zambralanda, Recruzutu, Prefevide. Aha, Simoru Koto, Meta Divordan, Arabala Trust, Etukola Zana, Elo Mantukuru, Prasatakatala, Jebredika Tukosukotuko. Oh, we give you thanks, Nemosko Prodia, Oh, La Prafa Fafanta, Grosto Mente. There's some back that I see, a lower back problem, and it's going down your right leg. Some pain there, maybe it's a sciatic thing. But the mercy of God is there to deliver you in Jesus' mighty name. Be healed, be whole, be sound in the name of Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Oh, Father, that we will be examples we will be examples, we will be examples of your life. Oh, your authority, your great love. That our hearts will be offered to you as a sacrifice. Our deep thoughts will be a sacrifice of love for you, Lord. And we're going to see you soon, face to face. The pure one, the holy one. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We give you thanks. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome to this congregation. Welcome to each one of our lives. You are welcome to come and flame on us. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. Zembro tuko teke reke zinte. Hallelujah. Remble diketeke repiteke le petakea. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. That you will find us ready, Lord. Shamatabalaka. Prepared to meet you face to face. La praza casta. Rebro kuto preselite peretekeste. In the name of Jesus, that these words will rise up in our hearts, rise up in our lives, stir us up to live, that we are ready to meet you face to face, the great lover of our soul, who gave his life for us, paid the price and redeemed us for himself. Rakase prakasta, peculiar people, chosen, special, to go forth, do your works, the prakasikalanta. Hallelujah, we trust you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. We receive it now. Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We love you. 
We care for you. We're worried about and concerned about your eternal value, your eternal rewards. And so we bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. If you'd like to give, it's a great opportunity to do so. In Jesus' mighty name, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, God will cause men to give to your bosom. With that measure that you have meted, it will be multiplied. Angels work, the earth yields. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, team. We love you. You're blessed.